0: My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our program. We have a message that is just for you. You know, some of you, you think the Lord has forgotten you. You've been praying about some things for a very long time. But the good news, He hasn't forgotten you, and the blessings are on the way. Be blessed by this message. The title of this message is From Gory to Glory. Now the Lord tells us that he will transform us from glory to glory. But sometimes you got to go through some things in your life to appreciate the glory of God or the presence of God or the miracles of God. And I know many of you watching by television and many of you here today, you're going through some things. Can you relate? Y'all, I've never seen such an all-out attack on the body of Christ. It's crazy stuff. It's not, I mean, it's not even, it's just almost after a while it's not funny, but it gets that way because the the enemy we know, knows he doesn't have much time left, and he's, if he can't take you out, he wants to wear you out with distractions. If it's not your health, it's your family. If it's not your family, it's your ministry, it's your children, I mean, we could go on and on. But I believe we are entering a time now that the glory of the Lord, the presence of the Lord is going to return like never before and we're going to see more miracles, signs and wonders take place in the body of Christ and in our lives. And I believe we're entering a time that is going to make believers out of believers. Because I think so many times in the body of Christ we just learn to go through the motions. We go to church on Sunday, we go home, we go through the same old routine, we're defeated. But we're going to see more because when we get in the presence of the Lord like we are today, that's what Jesus does. He is the healer. We shouldn't be surprised when a leg grows or a miracle takes place because that's who he is. Now, in today's message, we're going to talk about how God returned the Ark of the Covenant to Israel with a milking, milking cows. The cows came home. Now, they were picking at me at prayer the other night. We're going to say, moo, every time you say I said, don't y'all dare. I will get tickled. (laughs) But how God used cows to bring the glory back to Israel. And we're going to talk about today how God can use whatever it takes to bless us in our lives when we give it all to him. So let's learn from today's message. Y'all ready to hear the cows come home? Well, I was going to say this too. Any of y'all born in the country? I know all of y'all were probably. <laughs> uh, maybe a few little city slickers in the room, but you know, y'all have heard the saying, "When the cows come home." Do y'all know what that means? Okay, I'm going to give you a lesson. Now, I grew in the grew up in the country, but we didn't have cows. But I did read that a milk cow, when they're ready to uh, be milked every day, they come back home to the stable. But if they ever run away, they don't return. Did y'all know that? Unlike a horse that will return to the stable. So that's what the meaning of when the cows comes home. Because we've all said things like, we can argue about this till the cows come home. I am not changing my mind. That means for a long time. Okay, let's get started in the word. This is going to be a fun one. First Samuel 6 10 through 14. Then the men did so, so they took two milk cows and hitched them to the cart and shut up their calves at home. And they set the ark of the Lord on the cart and the chest with the gold rats and the images of their tumors. Then the cows headed straight for the road to Beth Shemesh and went along the highway lowing as they went and did not turn aside to the right hand or the left And the lords of the Philistines went after them to the border of Beth Shemesh. Now the people of Beth Shemesh were reaping their wheat harvest in the valley, and they lifted their eyes and saw the ark and rejoiced to see it. Then the cart came into the field of Joshua of Beth Shemesh and stood there. A large stone was there. So, So they split the wood of the cart and offered the cows as a burnt offering to the Lord. Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence. Lord, I pray now that you anoint me to teach this word, anoint every heart to receive in Jesus' name. Now, to give you a little history of this scripture, Eli was a high priest, and he was the judge of Israel for 40 years. Now, y'all remember the story of how Hannah wanted a child so bad that she would go to the temple every day, and just beg and pray for God to give her a child. She made a covenant with God, if you'll just give me that son, I will dedicate him to you. Now y'all, she had Samuel, but in those days, baby dedication wasn't like today. It wasn't like they just dabbed him with a little bit of oil and blessed him. No, she left Samuel with Eli. She got to go visit, but he mentored him, he taught him to hear from the Lord. He grew up to be a mighty man of God. But he had two of his own sons that he never disciplined. And they were very evil. Where well, there was a war between the Philistines, and 30,000 Israelites were killed. And two of those were his sons. See, what had happened, they were so evil, they thought sin didn't apply to them. Hey, we're the high priest, son. We can do whatever we want to do. And they actually went into the Holy of Holies, stole the Ark of the Covenant, took it to battle with them like it was a good luck charm. If we got this good luck charm, we got the, Holy of, uh, the Ark of the Covenant, we won't be touched. You don't fool with God, do you? So they went into battle. They were both killed in the battle. So that when the word went back to Eli... He was so upset, the Bible said he fell backwards in his chair, he broke his neck, and he died. He was blind and overweight, that's what the Bible said. And he was so upset that the Ark of the Covenant was stolen by the Philistines in the war. Well, at this same time, his daughter-in-law went into labor. And the la- she went into early labor, and right before she died in childbirth, she said, we're going to name this child Ichabod which means the glory has departed. Now just imagine growing up with a name like Ichabod as a reminder of the dark days of Israel. Here comes uh, Ichabod. The glory has departed. He was raised an orphan. It doesn't tell a whole lot who raised him, but I'm going to get to him just a little bit longer. So the Philistines, they stole the Ark of the Covenant they took it to the temple of uh, Dagon, which was the god that they served, which was supposed to be the god of the harvest, of the rain. Well, after they put the Ark of the Covenant by Dagon, the next day when they came in, the Ark of the Covenant, I mean, Dagon was down, like on his hands and knees, like fat face, face down, like he was bowing down to God. See, they worship many gods, And they thought that the Lord God would be just another one. Yahweh would just be another God that they served. Well, they put Dagon back up. And the next day when they came back in, guess what had happened? He was down again. His head was broken off. His hands was broken off. And what he was saying, God was saying, there will be no other gods before me. I am the great I am. I am the Alpha, the Omega. Dagon will not stand in my presence. So at that point, they knew they had disappointed the God of Israel. And God cursed them with tumors. Sores all over them. Some commentaries feel like this was a bubonic plague. Well, after a while, they saw that they were all cursed with these tumors. And, and that, what did they do? We're going to send it to the next town. Well, when they sent uh, the Ark of the Covenant to the next town, guess what happened? They got tumors also. And then they were going to send it to a, another town. And this town says, whoa, 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 whoa. We know what's happening to y'all. we're not We're not going to take that here. And y'all, when I was thinking about this, we grow up in South Mississippi, and we are known to have tornadoes and Hurricanes around here, but how many times are we watching that weather channel? It's coming to Glade. Oh, it's hitting Smith County now. Oh, we dodged a bullet this time. And we need to just pray that those things are dissipated in the name of Jesus. Amen. So anyway, the Ark of the Covenant remained in Philistine territory for seven months. And they knew that they needed to make peace with God. So they decided they would send a guilt offering to God. So what they did is they got some cows, some uh, dairy cows, kind of produces milk. Isn't that right? (laughs) And the ones that had just given birth and that were going to put the calves in a pen And then they were going to build this cart. And on the back of the cart, they were going to put five golden tumors and five golden rats. Why rats? That's how they felt like bubonic plague was spread through fleas on rats. Now, would y'all be excited about getting an offering of a rat and a tumor? (laughs) So that's what they did. They put those cows out there. And guess what the cows did? It was a miracle. It was only a God thing. They said, if this is of God, make those cows go back to Israel. And if it's not, we know this is something that's just happened to us. Well, guess what happened? The cows came home. Here comes the cows bringing this Ark of the Covenant and these tumors and rats with them in a chest to the field of some Israelites. See, they didn't have to go looking for the Ark. The glory came looking for them. The glory came looking for them. So what they did then is they took the cart. They made a fire out of it. They sacrificed the cows. And I don't know what they did with those tumors and rats. Probably sat, put them in the fire too. I don't know. But God was glorified. And see, some of you in this room, you've had some things stolen from you. Some of you, it may have been family members. It may have been finances. It may have been your health. But you've had some things stolen from you. But I want you to know, if you will trust God and you will rest, the cows will come home. The glory will return. see, when we rest, the Lord works. I love Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. He's the provider. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. That's rest. Some of you need some rest in your body and you can say amen to that. (laughs) But some of you need some rest in your soul. That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. Because you can sleep 12 hours a night, but if you are bound by worry and fear and anger and bitterness and unforgiveness, God doesn't work. He moves when we rest in him. That means you do all you know to do. See, there's a lot of people that speak into their mountain, and God saying, you might need to pick up a shovel. You hadn't done what I asked you to do. You didn't forgive that person. You didn't bless that person. You wasn't obedient to that what I told you to do. But when you have done all you know to do, and you say, I don't care what they did. I don't care what they say. Lord, I'm going to trust you. I don't know what I'm going through. I don't know why I'm going through. But I know one thing, Lord. My life belongs to you. I'm not going to lay here all night and worry about it. I'm going to rest and know that you're going to take care of every need in my life. When we rest, but when you're bound by worry, he doesn't work. He's he's moved by our faith. So when you rest and you trust him and his timing, the blessings will come chasing after you. You know, we're living in a world, and the Lord laid this on my heart, too. Everything is so expensive. You know and gasoline is so expensive and the cost of living is so expensive. But the Lord laid on my heart this week. He said, you know, I'm not affected by the stock market. I'm not affected by the cost of gasoline or food. I am God and I provided it all. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. We just need a good cow, don't we, Pastor Hannah? We just need one good cow to come home. But he owns it all and he also laid in my heart in this time of famine this can be the greatest opportunity for people to take advantage of i don't know i don't know anything about stocks and bonds and market and i sure don't have anything to invest but whatever it is god will give you creative ideas Because he's going to take care of his people. As long as you are faithful and you are tithers and you are givers, when you seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all things will be added to you. He's going to give you what you need when you're doing what you know to do. But the problem is us, we're watching the news, we're whining and we're complaining, and I was doing it today. The cost of food, the cost of gas, and it is. But you know what? He's going to take care of his people because I know you, you're all kingdom builders. I don't believe anybody in here is, or watching by television, you're not in here saying, well, I just want to get rich for me. No, you want to bless other people. And as long as you're kingdom builders, God will bless because you can't outgive God. And if you need a financial miracle, sometimes you just need to give, be obedient to what the Lord's telling you to do. I've heard people say, if What you got in your hand is not enough to meet your need. It's your seed. Because God is faithful. And I mentioned it to this group, and I'm going to mention it because there's people that's watching by television. John 10, 10 says the enemy came to steal, kill, and destroy. But God came to give us life and life more abundantly. And as I was telling them, there's something about that word abundantly. That's not barely enough to get by. We serve a big God. He's still a healer. He's still a miracle worker. He's still the Savior. He's a God of more than enough. But we got to get out of our our mind and get into the Spirit and say, Lord, it says it in the Word. I'm faithful. I trust you. I believe what your Word says. And, Lord, I just thank you that the glory is returning. The cows are coming home. (laughs) Amen. And I believe that. I believe we're going to see more miracle signs and wonders. But you know the spirit of Ichabod or the glory departs. And we know the the glory is the presence of the Lord and having the fullness of the Lord in our lives. But so many times we want to blame other people when Ichabod enters our lives. And sometimes it's just the bad decisions that we make. Sometimes you just got to get real and say, Lord, I just blew it. I messed up then. I blew it. I, I read a post that somebody said, if it's the devil, rebuke him. If it's you, repent. And I think a lot of times we're rebuking the devil when we need to be on our knees repenting because it's stupid things that we've done and mistakes that we've made. But Ichabod has entered our homes well, we put other idols before Jesus. You know, it could be anything. You can be in ministry and still not be anointed. You can be in ministry and never spend time with Jesus. You can get up there and you can perform and be a motivational speaker, and, but you're not going to change a life because lives are changed by the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And so... An idol might be your ministry, it might be your family, it might be your job, sports, you fill in the blank. What do you spend more time talking about or worshiping than you do Jesus? That'll preach to all of us. We need to evaluate our lives. And I don't want to condemn people, but I want to ask y'all something. Y'all know I'm just kind of real and that's the way it is kind of person. Why are we allowing young children to have sports on Sunday? Amen. And the thing about it is, you know, when I was growing up, of course, that's been a long time ago. <laughs> we never had practice. But now some of these same people, they will wag their children all over the country but never take them in the doors of a church. And are we teaching them to have idols in their lives before Jesus? The world we're living in, they need Jesus more than they need a ball, a basketball, a football, a baseball. And I believe in sports because that's all good, and I played sports. But I'm just saying, we got to get our priorities in order because the world that we're living in now, children need Jesus like never before. And we got to be teaching them to hear from Jesus. They don't only need to be entertained, they need to understand the presence of God and know the presence of God and to hear from God at a young age. We don't need to be entertaining them because they want to be entertained as adults. We need to teach them to get in the presence. Boy, I wish I'd have known all this when I was raising my boys. All I taught them was rules and regulations and everything was the devil and that's of the devil. Let's have a bonfire, and it was. But I never taught them about having a relationship and learning to hear from Jesus themselves, hearing from the Lord. But they grew up and they're doing great, so praise God, his mercy and his grace is new in it. And we gotta discipline our family, and I know I'm preaching to the choir, but some of you by television, you need to know, if you're a young parent, you need to discipline your children. Now, I'm not telling you how to discipline them, but did y'all's parents have a problem disciplining you? Did y'all know what a switch was? That's not big enough. Go get a bigger one. (laughs) Uh, But you're not their best friend. You got plenty of time when they get older to be their best friend. See, that's what happened to Eli's sons. They were not disciplined, and that's what happened. They, They lived in sin, and look what happened to them. The spirit of Ichabod has entered ministries and churches when we're more about entertainment than the presence of the Lord. And we need to be welcoming the Holy Spirit like never before because we're living in a time now, people don't care about entertainment. They're looking for a real God with real power doing a great mighty work. (laughs) That's what's going to draw people is when they see miracle signs and wonders take place. Because that's who he is. And I believe we're in one mind and one accord, like we're here. But you know where the devil wants to hit us? With unity. Hey, when you get in one mind and one accord, he can't stand it because he knows that's where the blessings flow. The Lord commands blessings when you're in unity. That's when the Holy Spirit moves It's when we're in one mind and one accord. And that's why we are seeing more miracle signs and wonders in these conferences than ever because we welcome the Holy Spirit. We say, Lord, it's all about you. It's not about us. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Have your way, mighty God. Amen. Welcoming the Holy Spirit. But I do believe as we repent that the glory is returning to our homes and the glory is returning to our ministries and the glory is returning to our lives. You know, the spirit of Dagon entered the, the schools because we took prayer and God out of everything and trying to teach, teach kids ridiculous stuff. And I'm not even going any further than that spirit of, of, uh, Ichabod, not they ich- Ichabod entered our country when God was taken out of everything. And it's all about power and money. If you think anybody cares about you, I want to give you a rude awakening. They don't. It's all about power and it's all about money. But Jesus is still on the throne. And you put your faith and your trust and your hope in him. He is the one and only God. What happened to this, this man that was given this terrible name? We, we really don't know exactly what happened to him. The Bible doesn't say. But we do know that his nephew was a priest. We don't know that he ever got to be a priest, but we do know that he got to be The nephew was a priest. So the lineage continued. But he wouldn't let what his name was determine his legacy or his future. You are who God says you are. Some of you may have had a terrible beginning in life. You've gone through some hard times, you were given a name by other people. But I've got a new name, and that name is royalty. You belong to Jesus. But I believe we're living in a time now that the Lord is going to, his glory is returning in our lives. And that people are going to understand that there is one and only God. But we got to welcome him again into our lives and put him number one and repent. A lot of people say, well, I repented one time. Well, you need to get on your knees again. And repent and keep our heart pure before the Lord. Do y'all receive this word today? I pray this message bless you. And I feel like I'm talking to some of you today that you know religion, but you don't know Jesus. You know, you went to church, maybe you go to church, but you don't have a relationship with him. And if that's you, I want to lead you to Jesus. So repeat this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross just for me, and you rose again on the third day. Come into my heart and come into my life, and from this day forth, I'm going to live for you. If you prayed that prayer, congratulations. You'll never be alone. You'll go through storms, but the Holy Spirit will be with you. Find you a good Bible-believing church and grow to be more like Jesus. If you're watching our program and you need a miracle in your life or someone to pray and agree with you, we do have a 1-800 number. Please call that number, leave a message, and we'll call you right back. Now, I can't go off the air without thanking our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we pray for you every day. And we could use your help. Television's expensive, and this isn't about my ministry. This is our ministry. And if you're being blessed, I ask you to partner with us or just a one-time offering. This world needs Jesus. Now, next week, we're going to have a brand new show, a brand new message. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope. And remember, your hope is in Jesus. My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Many of you that are watching this broadcast, you feel like you're at the end of your rope. You've got some impossible situations, but i got some good news. You have hope in Jesus because we still serve a supernatural, miracle-working God of now. I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all.